Welcome to Worship Call with Bible teacher Buzz Lobeck. Buzz is the pastor of Grace Chapel Bible Ministries located in Duncan, South Carolina. This ministry is dedicated to the verse-by-verse teaching of God's Word and discipleship programs aimed at strengthening the faith of God's people. Now here's today's message. Matthew twenty-four fifteen. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation, which was spoken through Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, let the reader understand. The pagan view. There, there is that pagan view. It's symbolized by the yin and yang symbol that we see. Uh, it's on flags of, I think, the Korean flag. And it denotes a struggle between good and evil, an eternal struggle. Always has, always will be. But there's coming in prophecy a final showdown. The author of evil, the serpent, who started this, who he is the author of evil. His head will be crushed. And so will the pagan notion that this evil will coexist forever. So this is another fine day in the Lord. This this day of the second day of the week, the second month, the twelfth, two thousand twenty fourth year of our Lord, and this is another fine day in the Lord. Let's turn to our Lord in prayer. Father in heaven, thank you for this opportunity this morning to fellowship in your word. We pray, Heavenly Father, God, Holy Spirit will enlighten us to and continue lighten us on this subject as we continue to grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. And as my friend used to say, rent lips this morning on this Monday. So maybe I'm okay. Maybe it's just maybe it's malfunction with the man here, but that's okay. Well let's see, let's Square that away, and there we go. And so let's let's start off. We we are in the Olivet discourse in Matthew chapter twenty four, and uh, we are ta- uh, we we started Friday with uh, with the talking about the abomination of desolation, and this abomination of desolation this is the Antichrist who comes up into the temple, the rebuilt temple who erects a statue in there and he makes a, a sacrifice. I mean, this is as close and as into the, into the face of God as one can be. And he sacrifices a abom- abominable sacrifice to within the temple to the pagan gods. And this is the showdown. This is what the, the people of that time that and the time this is the people in that time in that foreknown time that they need to be looking for and it's that sign that they that there are that that there are not even to go in to pack their back their things they are to head for the hills they are to head to the mountains so in second thessalonians uh, the, the we're going to move to second thessalonians today we're going to talk a little bit more about the man of lawlessness and the times and to set this up second thessalonians the people were a little bit worried they they were anticipating the return of the christ in their day no one knew that it was going to be 2000 years and counting but uh they were a little bit worried they were seeing their loved ones die and uh, the persecution was on the rise, and they were concerned, and they were they received some they were receiving some information, some false doctrine that uh, they the day of the Lord 
has already come. And the day of the Lord is what we're anticipating at the end of the tribulation. You go through the tribulation and uh, because there is going through hell on earth. A person, as long as they know what their hope is, as long as they know what they're looking forward to, as long as they know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, they have hope and they're enduring in that hope. But when somebody comes along and says, hey, he's already come, there is no hope, this is it, it's it's the old adage. And, and it's a fatalist it is really a fatalist uh, perspective. It is what it is. And so we don't want to, we as Christians don't live our life. It is what it is. We live our lives in light of the hope that lies in, uh, forward in front of us. So let's start with Second Thessalonians 2, 1 through 2. Now we request you, brethren, with regard to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to Him. Uh, question I would have as I'm working these things out and I, as we made the note, we have, have two... Uh, I, I've made the note to saying that there are two, two different, what do you call, um, events. You have the rapture of the church and you have the second coming of Christ. These are these are two separate events and should not be confused. The rapture church takes place prior to the to the uh, coming of the Lord, and it may be. And there are different there are different perspectives. There is the pre wrath or or the, or the pre trib that uh, dispensationalist holds, and uh, prior to the the tribulation uh, that Jesus is coming for His church, and they're going, uh, and the church will depart this earth. There's the pre-wrath. This is before the wrath of the uh, the coming of the Lord. There is the uh, post. There is the post-trib. There is, and uh, did I miss one? I think I I think one pre-mid. Yes, pre-mid, post, and pre-wrath. Position. So there's different. There's different positions on this, and I, I lean. I still lean right now toward the pre-trib, but I'm not going to. I have great respect for because there's many. There there are good replicable Bible scholars that will take every side of that. So I'm kind of while I'm leaning toward the pre-wrath. If I'll raise my hand at. As my father-in-law said, prophecy is best seen as a hindsight, 2020, as it's being revealed. But I also hold the, rap, the rapture of the church not as prophecy, but as part of the church, eschatology, that brings the church to the church age to its end. But we'll see. So these believers in Thessalonica are becoming a little antsy, and they're, and so the, it's getting back to Paul, and Paul writes this letter to them. And Paul lays it out in Second Thessalonians 2.3 Let no one in any way deceive you for it will not come unless the apostasy comes first. And the man of lawlessness is revealed the man of destruction. And as we have 
as we have noted, as we laid it out our last last time together, Satan sets up his counterfeit plan, and it it's to it. It's to uh, how, how do we say it duplicates or it it counterfeits God's plan because God's plan from the very beginning it, with the creation of Adam uh, that Adam was to be a dominion ruler over this world that he was to be God's man the dominion ruler well Satan who sets himself up as a god of the wor- god of this world he also and it's Satan who keeps his man in the wings. And I believe that in every age that there is that evil one set, set kind of like in the military. Remember, Tim, we had the air alert. And with air alert, you were ready You were ready on a moment's notice. Everything's packed. Everything, the planes are fueled on the runway. Everything's ready to get in those airplanes and take off there. You had uh, you even the... Even the brown baggers, those who lived off base, may have had to stay on base. They couldn't couldn't be at home, or if they were at home, they would uh, they would had to be ready to get in their cars and drive. But the fact is, I think most of the time, brown baggers were even told they had to stay in the barracks when they were on air alert. Well, Satan is like on the air alert. He always keeps a man in the wings, and we've seen throughout history as as the historical events unfolded and it looked like this was the end times that Satan I don't even think Satan knows what time it was so what what when it was going to be but eventually there's going to be a restraint as we'll see it's going to be released and then now Satan can take that man further into its uh, prophetical conclusion so second so Thessalonians, Let no one let no one deceive you, for it will not come unless the apostasy comes first, and the man of lawlessness is revealed. The man of lawlessness is Satan's man, and we see it in Daniel seven seven twenty five. Let's go through these. He will speak out against the Most High, and wear down the saints of the highest one, and he will intend to make alterations in the times of the law and they will be given into his hands for a time times and half a time at 825 and through his shrewdness he will cause deceit to succeed by his influence and he will magnify himself in his heart and he will destroy many while they are at ease Daniel 1136 then the king will do as he pleases, and he will exalt and magnify himself above every god, and will speak monstrous things against God of gods, and he will prosper until the indignation is finished, for that which is decreed will be done. That's Second Thessalonians two eight. Then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will slay with the breath of his mouth and bring to an end by the appearance of his coming. And lastly, Revelation 13:5. There was given to him a mouth speaking arrogant words and blasphemy, and authority to act for 42 months was given to him. 
So the, there's another word in here, the apostasy, unless the apostasy uh, happens first. Let's go back to our, our passage in Second Thessalonians. Coming back here. Second Thessalonians. Coming back to... Okay. Uh, so, back to Gavin. Now we request you, brethren, with regard to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to Him, that you do not be... that you that you do not be quickly shaken by your composure or be disturbed either by a... Alright, cooperate with me. By a... a by a spirit or a message or a letter as it was from us to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. Let no one in any way deceive you for it will not come unless the apostasy comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed to destruction. Let's take a look at this word apostasy here. We'll go with the Luanida here. And Luanida, the apostasy is the rise up in open defiance of authority with the presumed intention to overthrow it as to act in complete opposition to its demands, to rebel against, to, to revolt, to engage in insurrection or rebellion. Um, what is this rebellion? What is this apostasia? An interesting possibility laid out by uh, my pastor friend and brother, he, he believes that there it is a possibility that it is a direct uh, rebellion against Satan who puts himself up as God. That those his minions form a rebellion against him. Maybe the Antichrist forms up against him, and at that point, that is when the then the uh, Satan will be cast out of heaven. And at that point, he may enter into the, uh, the, the man of lawlessness at that point. We'll have to, we'll have to see. Uh, and, I, and I think that's an interesting possibility, and I'm not going to... It's, it's basically a, a coup against Satan, and I'm not going to dismiss that. Uh, I believe that in the time in which we live, we are looking at the stages... We're watching an open rebellion right now within the world, and talking about uh, the and the fact that there is the breakdown of the laws of divine establishment. Remember, the laws of def- divine establishment are individual, uh, marriage, family, and the nation. And these laws of divine establishment they're governed under an authority. And where there is a breakdown of authority, you see, authority is a good thing. It provides a protection, an envelope. It it, it sets up a barriers to to restrain evil from running, coming in. And the the nations, the the laws of, with the laws of divine establishment and the formation of nations was used and designed to restrain evil. And and the. Ma- in the Antichrist world, there it is a one-world order. There's no, there is the breakdown of of society. There is the there there's the breakdown of all authority structure, and so therefore there is anarchy. 
So where there is authority, there is a restraint of evil. Where authority breaks down, then evil can rush in and those boundaries are just when those boundaries are destroyed. And I believe we are watching that right now. And because we can see, we can say, well, apostasy is always existing. And yes, uh, apostasy has happened, uh, falling away, uh, the, the rejection of divine establishment, and a nation fell. But another nation rises up. But right now we're seeing that apostasy within the whole world. And there's no, there, there is no release valve. All nations are succumbing to the, the that one world order, the order of the Antichrist. First Timothy four one through three. But the Spirit explicitly says that in later times some will fall away from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and the doctrines of demons, by means of hypocrisy, of liars seared in their own conscience as a branding iron. Men who forbid marriage and advocate abstaining from foods which God has created to be gratefully shared in those by those who believe and know the truth. <laughs> well, open up your newspaper, see what's happening, open, listen to the news. Don't don't just dismiss the news as being irrelevant, but have your but have it in the light of what the Bible's saying. Right now, if you if you notice, there are laws being passed to govern our food supply what we may eat, what we may not eat. And uh, so that that's an aspect right now. This the, the woke agenda is also limiting marriages. Uh, is is um, let's just say bastardizing the marriage institution. We saw see all that in our time. So once again the laws of divine establishment is being broken down. And with the laws of worldwide, with the laws of divine establishment being broken down, it allows evil to come in without restraint. Second Thessalonians four two four. Who oppresses and exalts himself? This is the Antichrist above every so-called god or object of worship. So he who takes his seat in the temple of God, displaying himself. As being God, this is a little bit different than what it what it has been in the past. In the Romans, in the time of the Roman Empire, that worshiping God was okay, while worshiping a God was okay. The Romans and the Greeks Romans had a God for every every day of the year, 365 days. They had a God. They had an unknown God in case they had missed one. So, so worshiping a god was was not, was acceptable. You can be religious. Yeah, uh, you may pick and choose whatever your your god is. When Jesus Christ came, if you know, it's fun, it's funny when you look at it like this. When Jesus Christ came, if if people want to wish worship Jesus or God, you know, God and Jesus. They may have been able to get away with it, as they do this day. Except, it's it just the funny thing is the the little article that goes before Jesus. So is Jesus? You can put there a God. Is Jesus a God, or is Jesus the God? Is he a God or the God? 
And this is one thing that I I missed watching the the, the and I hadn't gone back and looked at looked at it again, but and found out that and I missed it completely that when you the movie Chosen. So watch your watch your your secular religious programming, you might say, and listen very carefully because the character in the Chosen had in his dialogue said that he was a way. Not the way, but a way. Listen, Jesus wasn't a way. He is the way. And so, but when we come to the Antichrist, when he sets up, when he sets his uh, his throne up, he says, he, he, he rejects every other worship. They are going to worship me. And this is where Tim comes in with the fact that this may be the coup itself. That no, you're not to direct your, your I am God. He's dismissing and 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 pushing, pushing Satan out altogether and setting himself up as God. So very good possibility. Like I said, I still leave that open. But he 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 cuts out all the other restrictions. He cuts out all the other worship of any and every other God, and directs all the worship. And mandates by law and everything else that he will be worshipped. Worshipping any other any other god, it's, it takes us back to really um, back to Daniel. I think Daniel chapter three, where we see Daniel's uh, friends who get themselves in some trouble, who've brought in some trouble when and that was Ananias, Azariah, and Mishael, when they would not bow down to this to the the statue that was erected. And they said that, and they made a decree that no one was to worship any other god. It's also Daniel later on with Denarius. And I think that's where I'm, I should be looking at. With Darius. That a decree was made that they were to worship no other gods, but they were to worship Darius the king for that for for those thirty days, uh, and it was set up to trap Daniel. So uh, so by the God haters, this one will be highly accepted. Anyone that takes the lead in the hatred against God, and the things that God um, represents, they will sure they will surely be accepted by the population. So Second Thessalonians two five. And do do you not remember that while I was still with you, I was telling you these things, that you know what restrains him now, so that in this time he will be revealed. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he's taken out of the way. Uh, the debate, another debate on this, what's doing the restraining? And is it, you know, some say it's Michael. Might may very well be the the angel Michael, who is the the protector of Israel, and the the one that's looking out for the angel that's in charge of Israel. Maybe him. Maybe he is restrained. Maybe he is taken out of the way. Maybe he is the restrainer. Others, I, I've thought it to be the Holy Spirit for a while that. 
um, the Holy Spirit in the church. And until the rapture takes place, everything's still going on and there is a restraining factor of the world. But the problem with that is um, there, there is apparently a restraint all the way through history. There, the, the church wasn't here when Nimrod was here. here. There was apparently a restraint there. And in fact, Israel was not even established by that time, the nation Israel. The, we also, in the time of Antiochus Epiphanes, that's also pre-church. And so, still can be the Holy Spirit, however, he can still be the one restraining. And let's see, have we got any other possibilities here? Interesting, I go back to interesting thinking about Michael, if it's the angelic Michael, because there is a war in heaven. And we found it in Daniel chapter 10 where Gabriel was on his way to deliver a message to Daniel and he got restrained. He got opposed by, uh, by the prince. Who, who was it? I mean, let me read that one coming up. Then he said to me, Do not be afraid for the first day that you set your heart. This is Gabriel talking to Daniel. Understanding this on the humbling yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come to respond to your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia was withstanding me for 21 days. What is it? What is the opposition? It's, it's a curious thing. How does an angel oppose another angel? And what does, what does he do? What, what is the restriction? What's going on in heaven on this? And Michael, the one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I have been left uh, with the king, uh, and I have been left there with the kings of Persia. So, demonstrating the, the, the there is opposition and restraint going on in heaven among the angels. So, keep in mind that apparently the restraint goes all the way back um, throughout history, and still trying to work out. So there's some type of restraint that's going to be lifted. And maybe we're seeing it already. Maybe we don't exactly know what's doing the restraining, but we do know it may very well be that we're seeing today that the bounds of authority has been broken and down, the authority being a restraint, and the laws of divine establishment being destroyed. The Second Thessalonians 2, 8, 9. Then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will slay with the breath of his mouth and bring to an end by the appearance of his coming. That is the one whose coming is in accord with the activity of Satan, with all power and all signs and all false wonders. Remember that Satan himself can perform signs and wonders. And there are those that I remember there was a TV program, uh, Ernest Amesley or somebody on on Sundays. You remember that that it was called a uh, sign. The uh, show was called Signs and Wonders, and uh, they are all looking for the return of Christ, marked by signs and wonders. Listen, is here that it is the Antichrist that's doing the signs and wonders, and we noted Friday that the the the, the signs and uh, one of the things that's going to happen is 
that the Antichrist is going to be killed and he's going to be brought back to life. And that's going to bring a that's going to bring his loyalty. It's going to bring greater loyalty and greater uh, support to the Antichrist. So all this is reminiscent of the showdown of Moses and Pharaoh, if you remember, because Moses at the beginning, when Moses and Aaron shows up at Pharaoh and they begin to work their work the or God's working His signs and wonders through them for the first couple miracles, for the first couple works of power. Even Pharaoh's magicians were able to duplicate when, when Aaron threw down his rod and the it turned into a nakash. When it turned, did you, no, it turned into a dragon. As you were, it turned into a to a reptile or whatever that monster was. Then uh, Pharaoh's Pharaoh magicians were able to do the th- same thing when when Aaron's staff ended up swallowing those three. So there was there was the first couple. They, the Pharaoh's magician was also able to make blood, make the water blood. So he, they were able to duplicate that. So many will be fooled by display, as it was mentioned last time. Um, and it will it will again it will increase the popularity of the Antichrist. Second Thessalonians two ten. And with all the deception and wickedness for all who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth so as to be saved. For this, Now, let me read on with this. For this reason, God will send upon them a deluding influence so that they will not believe or that they will believe what is false in order that they all may be judged who did not believe the truth but took pleasure in wickedness. And Listen, there are people that's holding out for the rapture of the church. They've got loved ones and they gave them a gospel and said, well, they're looking forward that the rapture might happen so that their friends and family might believe that it, they're, what they're saying might be validated. Uh-uh. From what I read here, that they did not believe the truth when they were, when they were able, when they received it the first time, when they received the gospel. The rapture happens and who who sends a spirit of delusion upon them that they may re- believe what is false? It is God Himself. They rejected the truth, and so it, don't hold out hope that your loved ones, just because of rapture, they're going to be saved. Uh, they may be very, their hearts may be very well hardened at that point. And then finally, the rest of this, Paul gives a an encouragement to his readers here. But we should always give thanks to God for you, brethren, beloved by the Lord, because God has chosen you from the beginning for salvation through sanctification by the spirit of faith in the truth. It was for this he called you through our gospel, and you may gain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, brethren, stand firm and hold to your traditions which you were taught, by whether by word or or by mouth, or by letter from us. Now may the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ Himself, and God of our Father, who has loved us, and given us eternal comfort and good hope by grace, comfort and strengthen your hearts in every good work uh, work and word. Listen, there are, we can debate 
the, the rapture, whether you're a pre-trib, most, uh, whatever it is. But nonetheless, and we'll see, the, the Bible is going to be played out exactly when, in 2020, in hindsight 2020, when we are in heaven, when we're looking back on this, we will know that the Bible was absolutely 100% accurate. Uh, what we debate on is our interpretation, our hermeneutics. But at this, but ours, why we are here, regardless of where we're going to leave this earth or whether we're going to go into the tribulation or not, and uh, whatever stance you take, we are still students of the Word of God. We are still, we are we, we are still followers of Christ. We have responsibilities for each day to serve to serve the brethren, to continue to grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And if the ra- and, and we are to have our gourds. <laughs> we are to have our loins girded up, ready to go with staff in hand. So if the rapture happens today, we're out of here. But if the rapture doesn't happen today, whatever day it happens, we are serving the Lord. Father in heaven, thank you for this opportunity of fellowshipping your word once again. Open our hearts to these truths. Help us to be good Bereans and continue to delve and to, to learn and to and when it comes to debate, let it be not that we're we're trying to win a debate and trying to be right, but let us let us do so and discuss these things amongst the brethren, even in in disagreement, in the light of trying to discover and uncover the truth that we may be in the right. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. All right, so another fine day in the Lord. Keep your armor on. Keep fighting good fight of faith. Lord will, Spirit guide. Raptor Pan will be back here in the AM. Joining us. You can hear this message again, as well as previous lessons, and get notes by visiting us online at www.gchapel.org.